We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you're noticing something different, Joe's not here for this one. Rare intro led by Tim. That's right. And that, that might be a first. No, except for like the second the sec- episode ever, ever. ever. The wow, inmates yeah. run the asylum episode. This yeah. is this is how it was. Yeah, we, like we were pat. Nah, it was much worse then because we were like, <laughs> we were, yeah, it was bad. We <laughs> were panicking. We're like, yo, who should start it? How should we start it? <laughs> Tim, give it a try. Give it's it a been, try. It's we're been, like, it's been two years. Now we're like, like two and a half years. Let's fucking get it. Can't I like Tim. Fuck it, wing it. <laughs> but yeah, we got the NHL preview coming at you guys. You know, it's gonna be the same. Joe's not here, but you know, forty more pounds of sexy. In your voice drums, and you got Nick mm-hmm. the Lamb. We got Nick Boss DeVito. <laughs> Nick Squared. Nick Squared MD out squared. here. D Squared. Give me some, bro. Same initials. So, uh, this hockey season has been an interesting one. I- I'm a Rangers fan, and for me, it has not been a good one. Um, I but mean, the Isles didn't make the playoffs either, too. So, yeah. it's been it's been rough in New York. Yeah. New York hockey. The Devils are really the only team holding down the Tri-State in the playoffs. Well, they are the only team. It's like five years ago. It was the same shit. Now we're back to normal. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's not a good sign for us New Yorkers. But for the rest of the league, it was a really interesting season. Um, a lot of different things that went on that really you wouldn't expect. So let's start right away, right off the bat, with your takeaway of the season. Um, one of the things that no one expected was the thing that Nick's about to talk about for his takeaway of the season. So Nick, let's start off. I mean, look, you guys know if you've been listening to the show, any chance I could talk about anything Vegas. I'm going to talk about some <laughs> Vegas and uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, man. Probably the best expansion team of all time in all sports, right? This is a team that, you know, we've explained it before about how they were able to draft a certain amount of players from the NHL pool that were veteran players. You couldn't give them all rookies. And every team put like a no draft clause kind of on certain players. And then the rest were put into a pool and 
the Vegas Knights were able to go out there, Golden Knights, I should say, were able to go out there and put together a pretty nice team. And look, they, they made the playoffs. Um, uh, best record for an expansion team ever in hockey. Um, you know, the, the biggest takeaway is they were a 500-1 to one underdog mm. to start off the season. I think they had the worst odds in all of hockey. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah, because outside of like Mark Andre Fleury, who they scooped from the Penguins, and James Neal, like and, and those are the two like big, big names that everyone would know, you know, right off on paper. Yeah, and you know, you bring in um, Fleury, who has won three Stanley Cups with the Penguins, so you got that grizzled vet, and that's something you need, especially this time of year. Now, I've seen it with the Rangers all these years. The the one thing that kept the Rangers re- relevant was Henrik Lundqvist, and uh, you know that could be its own podcast, a disaster of the Rangers, but. Going back to the Knights, a 500-1 to underdog, and now I think only Nashville has better odds than them in the West. And that's saying something, man. Yeah, that's like from ground zero to all the way up to that honcho. Yeah, now it's a matter of six months. Now they're about anywhere from 7-8-1, to to a nice number over there, and a big liability for Vegas too. You know, Mm. we've talked about it in the past how – if you know, say say sports betting was legal in the United States, and you're a kid from Minnesota, right? And every year you would just go and throw ten bucks on your favorite team. Say the Vikings are two hundred to one, you throw ten dollars, and then before you know it, they're in the playoffs. That number now times that by millions of people in your state doing the same thing. So it there's a big liability on the Vegas Knights this year. You gotta wonder if maybe Vegas will learn its lesson because this is the first time Vegas ever handicapped a Vegas team, yeah. right? So maybe they learned their lesson about maybe we give a little bit less than market odds for our team. That and because of that. and the Raiders are probably coming to town too, yeah. so they'd have the Raiders and the Golden Knights to like, oh, like like Nick said, it's like there's gonna be a ton of money wagered on them because like locally the locals will probably be like, oh, let me throw. It, Ten bucks on them or whatever. Yeah, with the now we're gonna have two local teams, and who knows? There's rumblings about the NBA going to 32 teams or moving a couple teams around. You know, Seattle they've been dying for a basketball team. The the U.S. men's basketball team they actually train at the Thomas and Mack Center. Did you come with us when we went to the summer? No, nah, I didn't. No, nah, but we we went over there. That's where Paul George really banged up his leg that one time. Mm. So they have a NBA facility there too. So who knows? And it could be something like with Leicester City, right? Leicester City wins the, the Premier League five thousand to one odds, and a lot of people that cashed out on that bet were people from Leicester City doing what Tim would do if New York had a sports betting. He'd throw money on the Jets and the Mets just for shits and giggles. Right? You know, go down with my team. So what did what did all the casinos in in Europe do? No team is more than a thousand to one underdog. Makes sense, right? Now I doubt you'll see. Either the Raiders, or the Raiders will probably be good next year, or the the Knights ever be that big of odds again, just because of that hometown bias. Yeah, for sure. And if you did, you notice that Nick every time he talks about Vegas, he says we. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, I yeah, mean, we got two hometown teams now. Nick is like an honorary <laughs> Vegas citizen, if there ever was a Vegas citizen. And so, last thing, last thing, you know, uh, the Vegas flu. You know about the Vegas flu, Tim? I do. I don't. 27 9 and 2 is their home record. Oh, the Vegas flu. All right. All right. <laughs> so, teams that, that go out there now, boss, we have you have a you're there for a couple days, right? We're going to be playing. Is that what you coined it or is that like a No, thing? that's like a that's like a thing, yeah. Uh, all right. But we've suffered from the Vegas flu too, right? Oh, yeah. It's like I the I suffer from the the black the, the bookie flu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh the Greek myth where you go into that they go into that casino and then 14 years goes by and they leave and they're like, what the fuck? When, what happened? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, boss, what's your biggest takeaway from this NHL season? Just like the year of the underachievers, like mm-hmm. a lot of underachievement, I feel like happened. 
basically right here. I mean, as a fan of the Islanders, this is supposed to be the year they put it all together. Uh, Barzal exceeded expectations. He's probably the favorite for the Calder, the rookie of the year. Um, and him and, you know, not him, but he stepped in and did big things. They they traded for Jordan Eberle, you know, in the offseason to help out up top with JT, who's a pending free agent. So they were doing all they could to keep him, and they failed miserably. They didn't come close to making the playoffs, and he's likely going to walk now. And then you look in the out west, and the Oilers, who mm. pushed the Ducks to seven games and took down the Sharks in the first round last year uh, in the basement of the uh, – of the the Pacific, well, not in the basement, but missed the playoffs in the Pacific Division. Um, so the McDavid, you know, he's still up there for the heart. His his efforts alone he, yeah, couldn't, couldn't he, get them yeah, over the he, top. He wasn't the reason that they. Of failed. course, I mean, of course, he'll never be the reason they. But failed. yo, they were a hot team. A lot of people were riding them this year. How, you know, we have a segment planned a little bit later. But I'll, this was you could say this was Edmonton, right? Edmonton last year overachieved. A lot of people thought they. They'd be okay, you know, but they made the playoffs. They won a playoff series. Uh, McDavid wins the Hart Trophy. It was funny because I think we had Dylan either yeah. on Degeneration Bets or on VM, and he said, yo, there's no way McDavid is winning the Hart Trophy. No way. It's too early. Lo and behold, wins yeah, the Hart Trophy. But then this year, they significantly underachieved. Yeah, him and, like, the, him and the dry saddle combo was, like, you know, hyped up as the, the best duo in the league possibly. And however good they are, just, they, they didn't come together for them this year. So... They're out of the playoffs at following, like I said, their their team. They were probably the team last year that obviously, like, oh, it's always next year. Like, that's when, like, yo, we're hyped for next year now. It was yeah. like, it was the Oilers. And then the Blackhawks, who reigned supreme mm. for, for so long in the basement of the Central Division. Like, I didn't think I would see that with the Cowboys. I mean, they were hurt with injuries and stuff, but it's just weird to see teams or a team that you, that was like, you know, the, the model franchise for the last five to seven to eight years or so being in the basement you think cellar they, dwelling you think they just got burnt out they play i know them and the rangers have played the most stanley cup games since yeah like 2008 that's another team you could say underachieved like the rangers oh they yeah they have to sell off big time mcdonough yeah um they made a, t- a you know a ton of moves to get younger and free up cap so i that that was just my takeaway like the usual suspects uh we're not going to see this year in the playoffs and some new blood like the avalanche are in there uh, the Winnipeg Jets, which is kind of refreshing because it's always cool to see Canadian hockey teams in the playoff. If if my team isn't in it, which I'm an Islander fan, I'd, I I kind of want to see like Canadian teams in it just because they're so much more passionate than a lot of American teams' fan bases. Now, this is the second year in a row the Red Wings will make the playoffs, right? After like yeah, Mike Babcock. Babcock left. Second year in a row Toronto, Toronto makes the playoffs. Oh, so, yeah, a that, lot of historic franchises. Not that's in like there. the Babcock effect. Yeah, like, I don't know, Detroit was, like you said, Detroit, Chicago, they were all pencil them in at the start of the year, and you mm-hmm. probably heavy money on them in Vegas, you know, every year, hockey season. They probably did well on that, I'd say. I think the Blackhawks were up there early. Oh, yeah. They probably get a ton of money, too, because they're an original six team, and they're a big a big city team like Chicago. So Blackhawks were in the discussion as a cup favorite too. So yeah, anytime you have a cup favorite, not make the playoffs right away. You've already cashed out on that if you're the sports book. Yeah, bang bang. So those are the biggest takeaways of the season. And before we get into the good stuff, we're gonna go with some mm. spitball uh, NHL playoff preview edition. So we're gonna go down the awards, and you tell me who you got. We're gonna start with the Calder Award for Rookie of the Year. Uh, boss, why don't you give me yours first? I got Matt Barzell. I watched him play all year. Kids like special dude. Like his hands are ridiculous, and he's gonna be a big time playmaker for a long time. Even if JT leaves, 
he's still I mean he didn't even play with JT this year. He played with Eberly and Anthony Beauvillier. So they were creating magic on the second line. He averaged a point per game, which is super impressive as a rookie, especially a later round uh, you know, a late you know, a mid round pick, mid first round pick. Um, still under twenty years old. So he was breaking like all types of assist records. I got Matt Barzell, but shout out to Brock Brock Bozer on the on the Canucks. Yeah, on the Canucks. He's a American. So America got some, you know, some youth coming up. You know. Playing in Canada too. Yeah. I got I got I got your boy too, Brazil too. Eighty five points in his rookie year. Like you said, a point a point a game pretty much. And not even playing with the top guy. You know, a lot of times when you're playing with a guy like JT, you know, it might come easier. Yeah. You know, so now he was probably at, you know, halfway through the year when people saw that this kid's a real deal, he was probably getting top pairs against him. So I'm gonna go with him also. He was like it was kinda even like with Bozer like midway through the year. And then Barzell just like was going teeing off crazy pace, point per game. Let's hop into our next award, the Coach of the Year, the Jack Adams Award. Who takes it home? Let's start with Nick this time since Boston started last I'm going to go with Jared Bednar uh, from, from Colorado. The Avalanche, one of the youngest rosters in the league, and uh, they overachieved going back to Vegas once again. They were projected to have 21, 29 wins this year. That was their win total, and they got 43. So you're looking at like 14 games better. Uh, according to Vegas, and you know they're they're in the playoffs too, and one of the youngest rosters, uh, McKinnon really took the next step. He's in the discussion for the Hart Trophy, and it, very very solid team. And I think that it has a lot to do with the coach. They had Patrick Wall as the coach a couple of years ago yeah. when he made the the playoffs. I think that was the best move they could have made was yeah. letting him go just because he wanted so much control in terms of like front office shit and all that. And then everyone thought he was going to Vegas. Once they started up, but I just think Patrick was Patrick was a disaster. I'm always on the fence when a and I don't know how you feel about this when you know say say a former player becomes a head coach of your team if he duds as a head coach don't you think that sours your memory of him as a player because like Patrick Wall was the truth with them yeah he, yeah, he won a legend. cup yeah he won a cup there. So and then he becomes the head coach and he kind of shits the bed. I mean, they did make the playoffs, but still, just in general, how you feel about that? It it depends. Like you see with the Yankees, back to back, Joe Girardi was a Yankee stalwart, stalwart, and then you got one of the heroes, Aaron Boone, one of the guys in Yankee lore. So I don't think I think Joe Girardi still looked on with some admiration by Yankee fans, though. Yeah, or you can even look at like Michael Jordan. He's like not so much his team. Like he's not associated with the Bulls, but with the Hornets. He was like everyone was shitting on him when he became an owner, but now I mean he's kind of you know earned some respect. Yeah. He, he finally got some playoff appearances. I feel like I I like it if like Patrick Ewing was the coach of the Knicks. I I feel like even if he dud it out, I would still see him as the Patrick Ewing of old. I mean Doug Wade coaches the Islanders right now. He only played here for you know a couple of years toward the tail end of his career, but I don't know. I, I, I he won a cup too, and he played for Team USA. So I it doesn't really change my thoughts on like. If a coach, a player turns coach, mm-hmm. I kind of still like remember the player. Granted, like, yo, he was abysmal, though. I, you know, he should have just stayed away. Patrick Wazo position goalie. Um, you guys mentioned how Wait, important. Hold on. I'm going to give you my, my pick first. You didn't give us your pick yet? Uh, Jer- Damn, uh, drop the ball. Gerard Gallant. Get it. Vegas. Shout out to Vegas. I mean, you bring a, a, you know, a franchise that's an expansion franchise into the playoffs in year one. You deserve everything and beyond, honestly. Like, they finished in, uh, I think, yeah, first. They won the Pacific, they captured the Pacific Division title. So that's already a banner you can hang in the T Mobile Arena. Um, yeah, shout out to him. I mean, as much as the players obviously took care of business on the ice, he had them coming out ready to play every night 
and it was just a bunch of guys that they picked up literally off the street from from different teams. So shout out to them for putting it together in year one, and shout out to Gallant for getting it done. Yo, you guys might laugh. Sitting certain players on certain days where they had a night out on town too. You never know if that had to be factored in. Don't forget, these guys were moving into Vegas for the first time too. Yeah, it's so, like it becomes like yeah, whatever the lifestyle. It's obviously different yeah. when you're living there; it's your home, but it's still a lifestyle. I'm sure the first couple of weeks might have went, you know, a little a little yeah. rough for them. And even they got even if they even if they didn't go rough, and I mean, if they did go rough, like super rough, he had to be the coach to be like, "Yo, I know we're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you Chill gotta yeah. Yeah, get, get your shit to together." Shit. Yeah. Well, it showed with the home ice advantage; like they were ridiculous at home and. They took care of everything Vegas was. So my fire transition from before is wasted. So we're just going to get there. Uh, the best goalie of the year. The Vesna Award. Who gets that? I got. I think we got the same one, right? Rene? Yeah, I'm going Pekka Rene. Yeah, le- uh, tied for the league lead in uh, shutouts this year. And just, you know, Nashville is a Stanley Cup contender. And I think he's uh, the engine for them. They were, they're, they're a lot better offensively than what the Rangers had. But that core of Ranger teams from like 09 to up, in, up until last year. It reminds me of how Henrik Lundqvist was for them. You know, very like solid defensively. Anchor. Yeah, and then you had Lundqvist anchoring the defense, and then now you got you know you know you got PK Subban on D, and then you got Rene in the back end. So I think I think that that's my Vezina guy. Yeah, I got Rene too. I I've always told I know our friend Dylan. I was like, yeah, I love Pekka Rene, and he struggles for some seasons, but like between now and his good years too. So it's kind of good to see him like back. He's so like I call him the Finnish freak because he's so freaking big. And he's obviously f- from Finland, but any <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Swedish. Uh, it's like me saying, "Tim, you're crazy." Do I need to explain it? Yeah, you're just crazy. Uh, listen, I know it. Most people know it. Uh, the Norris Award for Best Defenseman uh, is the next award on the list, and let's start with Boss on this one. Who do you got? I'm gonna go Victor Hedman. I think he's the favorite. He is, yeah. In Vegas, uh, he's been up. I mean, he's been up there. He was actually picked second in 2009 in the draft he, behind John Tavares. So. Uh, he really came into his own over the course of the last couple of years. He's been up there in terms of Norris Trophy finalists. So I think this is the year he finally takes it home. Yeah, I was reading some articles about him, how he's due. Like he's been in the top five to six in the voting year in, year out. And now parlay that with uh, the success the Lightning have had this year once again. And, you know, he's there. He's the big name for them back there on D. So I think Hedman is the right choice. But I'm going to go with P.K. Subban, man. I think... Um, I think what he's been doing with Nashville, uh, once again, they're a Stanley Cup favorite, and he's like their guy, too, on the power play, too. I've always loved defensemen that can be like that quarterback on power plays, too. I think since the Rangers never really had one, I was always envious of guys like, you know, Seabrook and Duncan Keith and uh, Drew Doughty and P.K. Subban. Just, you know, when he cocks back to take a slap shot, it's just a thing of beauty. So I'm going to go with P.K. Yo, there's nothing more fearsome than when you're on the penalty kill. Like, as a fan, that's how I feel. And I know someone's got a loaded shot from the point. I'm like, yo, just please don't let him, like, just Tied shadow him, and, yo. Yeah, shadow yeah. him. Someone stay over there. Don't let him get one off. Nick also, I feel like, is always going to root for a guy named PK just because Nick is, is the kicker of the bunch. So, you know, this place uh, is right there. Uh, and, and, I, and I put him on the superlatives episode. I think I put him as best dressed. Yeah, he has swag. swag he got swag. Sure. He definitely got sure. swag. He, he, Shout out. Especially because of the – can you imagine the, the clothing worn in hockey – like hockey locker rooms, probably the only guy in there with any swag. Oh, yeah. He probably like the whole locker room. I mean, if you've ever been in a hockey locker room, you know that equipment smells like straight up trash yeah. after a game. 
And like you see him styling a profile out the locker room. He always has like a nice hat on. There's only <laughs> I remember when I was in, when I played football. There was only one way to describe the smell of a locker room: dicks. Um, with that being said, <laughs> the the Hart Trophy or the MVP. Yo, just killing the transitions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you want MVP? Uh, who you got, guys? Uh, let's start with Nick. Who you got, man? I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's funny that you picked a defenseman from this team for the Norris. I'm going with Kucherov. From uh from Tampa Bay, yo, his first hundred point mark this year, uh, best team in the East, hundred and thirteen points, and he took that next step. He's the he's the Robin to Stamkos's Batman, and uh, you know, as of this year, you might even say that he's become Batman a little bit. So I'm gonna go with uh, Nikita Kucherov, which I wish you would have tried to pronounce because that would have been a fire little soundbite. Yo, I I agree. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm familiar with the name Nikita, that has some Greek ties to it. It does, I yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Nikita, Nikita, yeah, yeah. Imagine you were a Nikita. Wow, that, maybe you are a Nikita. That would have been maybe. fire, yo. <laughs> yeah, you changed the government. Nick, in your heart, who wins the heart? Award? <laughs> I got a Nathan McKinnon. He put up career highs across the board. Uh, Fifty-eight assists, thirty-nine goals. Kind of an explosion on the goal side. Like no one saw that coming. Since it's his highest totals all around since his rookie year really so uh he really made that stride and carried them into the postseason they were like neck and neck with the blues coming uh down to the wire late in the end of the season and they they were able to pull it off i think if he plays obviously 82 games a full season he only played 74 uh, i think he get that 100 point mark that nick just talked about he had 97 points so still impressive and he scored 12 goals on the power play so he's kind of useful in all situations in terms of like penalty kill and power play he does it all he also won the Calder his rookie year, so I think this is the year he finally put it all together, former number one overall pick. Um, yeah, I, I, I give it to him. He's probably down there on the favorites list. I know I kind of like Taylor Hall, too, which he did a lot of similar things in Jersey. Yeah, he had that a wild point streak. Yeah, he, he had a couple, I think, point streaks. So he tore it up uh, in, his, in his, I don't know. It was just good to see Taylor Hall get in after the, the run the Oilers had last year without him. So it's good to see him reap the bat. Another former number one overall pick in 2010. But um, I'm going with McKinnon. All right, and that'll do it for <laughs> spitball for this uh, NHL playoff preview. Let's get right into the nitty-gritty here. Let's get into the matchups. Let's get into some things that you could take away looking at these matchups. The first question I want to ask you guys is, if there was a team in the finals that you just would blow your mind, you would have no idea what team would you be most surprised to see in the finals? I'm going to go with Vegas. Really? Damn. Okay. Yeah. Most surprised? Nah. Like, I'd be shocked if they make it. Really? Over. Okay. Yeah. Like I Talk said, us, I mean, I know we saw the 82 games. Like, that's a season sample size. So, I can't see, like, oh, they just could put it together. No. Like, they put it together all year long. But I'm just, like, not trusting the names they got. Playoff hockey is, like, a very physical type hockey. It's not regular season, like, wide open. It's more tight checking and stuff like that. So they're running into a former cup winning team in, mm, in the LA the Kings. Kings. So I think that's that right there is a tough first round draw. Um, you don't really have guys with much playoff experience. And I mean, I guess you'd lean on James Neal those years with the Penguins and the Predators. So and you obviously have Marc Andre Fleury in the pipes, who's a cup winner. But you know, you're asking guys like March Assault to step up, who had 75 points this year, and William Carlson, two young guys with not a lot of playoff experience. And Riley Smith, who played for the Panthers uh, a couple years ago when they played the Islanders, you know, I don't know. I, it, they would just surprise me if, if if they made a run deep. I don't really 
see them putting it together. And I think they they could get past the Kings, but I don't really see them going much further than that. For for those of you who don't know and are maybe new to hockey, an upset in the first round is not nearly as rare as it is in basketball or in football. Like mm-hmm. you got you have routine upsets happening. It's because of what Ball said. Like it really tightens up. It's really a different brand of game that happens in the yeah. playoffs. Um, Nick, what is your team that you'd be most surprised to see in the finals? Real quick, I was show, showing. I'm showing Tim pictures and Boss. That's actually uh, James Neal's lady. See? Hey, okay, right there. You know what I'm saying? She got the. She, you, she you, draws you in with the eyes. She's uh. She works for ESPN. She's a reporter. Look at her over there, with Marcus Mariota. Great girl. And you know, you know, you've pointed out my shit is knowing everyone's. You know who everyone's dating. Yeah. So yeah, I just had to point she's that out. She's definitely living the Vegas lifestyle. Like, oh, hundred percent. She's one of my favorites. I'm surprised you said she works for ESPN. No, I'm surprised she's not like at working at Wet Republic or some, you know, one of those clubs. Really? Why not? Like, you just saw her. Yo, they oh, make they make mad bread. Bank. I know a girl. Think she who's, makes more bread than ESPN. I, yo, possibly. In yeah. Tips. If you're waiting the right tables, dude, of Bro, course you'd be surprised. I know a girl that moved out there. She's she's caking it. Uh, I want to touch on the thing you said about <laughs> the odds, right? Um, if you look at the, a one versus eight in the NBA, I think I said this before, but the eight seed will be like. Like plus two thousand, meaning a dollar wins you twenty bucks. That never happens. That rarely happens, right? In hockey, you see odds like minus two hundred for the favorite. The eight seed is plus two forty, right? So it's you see a lot more eight, seven, six, five seeds. The lower seeds make noise. So it's not. That's why they say hockey is so hard to win a Stanley Cup because. You could throw the seeding out the window come this time. How many times have we seen the Capitals one seed, President Trophies, Rangers, President Trophies, and then they come into the playoffs and they don't win the cup? The last time the Devils were in the playoffs, 2012, they had that run with uh, Kovalchuk, and now again they're a wild card team. So Adam Henrique, I remember that goal he scored against That's the right. Rags. That's right. I know Dylan remembers it too. 2012. Uh, what was I supposed to answer? <laughs> no, no, right. I, got, I got distracted. This girl's so hot. I'm still looking at her Instagram. <laughs> James Neal. We love it. Nick Lamb, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the, uh, surprise, the, team, team, the surprise team. The surprise team. Columbus. The Blue okay. Jackets. And the reason why is because I, I think that this team is lacking some star power. And also, the road they would have to go through. Right away, they open up against the Capitals. And the Capitals, I think a lot of people have soured on the Capitals just because year in, year out, people... You know, Tim, Tim being on this episode for this part right here is very fitting because you yeah. always talk about their culture, right? The losing culture. Right. And I, I feel as if... The Capitals are not getting as much hype going into this playoff season because people are just tired of being let down by the Capitals. Yeah. So maybe that could be a good thing for them where people are kind of just like, you know, yeah, Washington, we know what to expect. So maybe they're playing with house money. But for Columbus to have to go through them, and then I think they would have to play either the, the, the I was going to say the 76ers, the Flyers or the Penguins in the next round. That's a tough draw over there. So I'm going to go with Columbus. If they were to make the Stanley Cup, I'd be shocked. All right, so since those are your shock teams, which teams do you think are most likely to be in the finals? Uh, I got Tampa. I mean, they really put it together all year long. Um, like Nick said, uh, Nikita Kucherov, star power. They went out and made some trades. You know, they brought in Ryan McDonough. Vasilevsky mm-hmm. is like a possible. We talked about the the Vesna. He's a possible Vesna finalist. So, uh, I mean, I like what the Lightning did all year. They were the most consistent team, I think, in the East. They won the division by a point, uh, the Atlantic over the Bruins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see Tampa. Honestly, I don't want to say cruising to the East because 
the Devils first round is a pretty solid test. But uh, I like Tampa, I think, to go to, like, if I had to pencil one team in, it would be Tampa. It's funny that now they got McDonough, Shulman, Girardi. Callahan. They got they got a lot of, like... Half their defenses, former Rangers. Former Rags players, But those yeah. are gritty guys who have been here and done that. And, uh, you know, they could they know what it takes to win a playoff hockey. Yo, Tampa's fun too, man. That's a fun that's a fun squad to watch. I'm gonna go with Nashville, man. I think mm-hmm. Nashville last year they went through the growing pains. A lot of people got behind their bandwagon because of how cool the crowd was. Everyone's wearing the same color and the vibe of the stadium, uh, the arena they were playing in. And I, I think it's just right. I think that they're due. I'm big on some teams. You know, some teams they they overachieve one year and they take that momentum and those growing pains and losing at home in a game six against the Penguins. Then coming into the next year with that momentum still, and you don't really lose any big names. Like I know we touched on James Neal, that was a big piece for them. But but still, I just think that this core is still there. They're grizzled. They're they're vets now, and I think going forward that Nashville is the team to beat in the West. I saw also like the Lightning. I feel like it's the first time we've seen Stamkos in the playoffs. That's right. Just the like year, a full year of health. And which, like, is, which is crazy because that was a team when they beat the Rags. He wasn't playing. He broke his leg. And they went to the Stanley Cup final. And then next year they add him. And they're thinking about how, yo, you got Stamkos now on a team that just went to the, to the final. And that ended up not happening. But, yeah, that, that's interesting, boss. I didn't think about that. Yeah. they got. I mean, they just have, just going back to the lighting real quick, they have just players, like I said, like I always see, uh, what's his name? Um Fuck, I'm blanking right now. Kalorn, like Alex Kalorn is always around. Like he's always picking up goals some, for somehow. He's a big body. He's always in the front of the net. Tyler Johnson, you know, they just they just have they're a complete team. They're four lines deep on you. They'll roll anyone, any situation, and they don't care who's out there. So yeah, I, mean, I remember when they made that cup run, that Tyler Johnson line was a real game changer for them. They had scored like 19, 19 goals between them in that Stanley Cup run, which was pretty crazy. So, interesting. That would be an interesting Stanley Cup Finals matchup. I know I'd be intrigued by that matchup. Um, what's all right? So, like we said before, there's a lot of matchups because the one and the eight is not such a giant uh, gap. There's a lot of compelling matchups here in the first round. A lot of good matchups. A lot of tough ones. A lot of ones you could see going to the final game of the series. Um, Nick, let's start with you. What's your most compelling opening round playoff series that you see on the slate? And what's dope for some of you guys that might not know what they've done now with the divisions is the opening round is always a division rival. So right away, you have some animosity between the fan bases, between the players, because you've played them so many times. Yeah, interesting. More, more likely than not, because like the 2-3 is obviously in division, and then the 1 could play plays at one of the wild cards. The wild card, yeah. yeah. And it so, could be out of division. So at least one of the, the is, yeah. uh, is a division So you have matchup. two division matchups That's out, right, of, yeah, out yeah. of four. I forgot Guaranteed. about the wild card. It's interesting because baseball does the complete opposite and... and w- avoids division matchups they it, it affects seating yeah. you're not allowed to play the your division in the first round but anyway who so who's that most compelling playoff series for you i'm gonna go out west i'm gonna go with san jose and anaheim i feel like there have been te- those teams now i know anaheim won a cup um, years back with my guy solani remember timu yeah that was my dude of course I, I remember, timu I remember used to, when, when i first got into nhl finish flash nhl 08 i would always pick the ducks because uh, davino used to always pick the sharks which is funny because that's his squad and I would pick the Ducks. So they would call they call where the Sharks play, the Shark Tank. So I would say you're coming to the Duck Pond. <laughs> and Solani was my guy always. But, uh, yo, there's a team that is kind of built the same way, right? They got uh, they got veteran D-men in uh, Cam Fowler and Brett Burns, some of the premier D-men in the game. 
and just tough, rugged teams. You got like Getzlav. You got um, uh, what's his name? The forward, uh, Couture. Right, he's still there. Yeah, Logan Couture. Logan Couture. Yeah, why, why did I just blank there? And it's just teams that they've they've squared off in the past too. So just getting that rivalry again, in-state rivalry. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. I'm a fan of West Coast hockey. For some reason, I feel like it's the we- like the Western Conference and the NBA where it's always high scoring and more flashy. Yeah, I know that's not always the case, but for the most part, that's just how I always. It does seem that way. Like it seems like the East is more tight, checking nitty gritty, whereas. I feel as the if West you were to look, skill. you go to the the Score Center app and you look at the Eastern Conference scores. You see a lot of two ones, one zero, three ones. But then you look out west, you see five four, six three. I don't know. It's just a style of play out there. Yeah, it's definitely. You know, you could definitely say it's a little different. I think uh, I'm sticking with the theme of in-state rivals. I'm going Pittsburgh Penguins versus uh, Philadelphia Flyers. That's first a good round. One. That's a good. One. That's that's gonna be a dog fight. Yeah, and it's going to be like, you could make that drive. That's a rough drive. It's probably like four-hour drive, cross-state, but um, it'll be a good one. I mean, the Flyers are in the playoffs again, and they're going to need uh, Sean Couture down the middle and Nolan Patrick to check the big names of the the Penguins, like the Evgeny Malkins and Sidney Crowley and Phil Kessel of the world. Now, I know like people will be like, yo, it's a terrible matchup because Pittsburgh put up five goals the four times they met this year each game they put up at least five goals so it was rough for the flyers during the year but this is the beauty of a series you never know what can happen over a possible seven game stretch so uh i don't know i think if couture sean couture that is not logan could get in the head of you know Sidney crosby or vegany malkin and upset them which he he is known to have done in the past except this year he had a breakout offensive year put up 76 points um i think it could be you know a Tightly contested, like I said, tight checking game or tight checking series. And uh, I don't know. I think Philly has a chance to pull it off. You know, they're playing with that chip on their shoulder that, yeah, we have it. This squad took it to us all year. So it's our time. We got we got them for minimum four games. You know, let's take it to them now. And I, I just like the youth mixed with the vets like Jakob Voracek and Claude Drew leading the way offensively. And then you got the young bucks like Couture and uh, Oscar Lindblom, the Swede, and uh, Nolan Patrick was a top pick. So, yeah, that's my that's my in-state rival, and that's my my matchup. I'm most looking forward to. Like, I'm definitely tuning in. I hope Doc Emmerich's on the call for some of those games. Also, best part of hockey playoffs, Doc Emmerich. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. Hands uh, down, announcer. Hands down, he makes anything exciting. Like, y'all, have you ever seen the voiceovers on a uh, soccer clips on Instagram? Yo, they're hilarious. <laughs> He'll hit the crossbar like, oh, rings the pipe. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this guy can call anything. He could probably make baseball exciting to the casual fan. Swear to God, he had that power. He, and he, he has such that, like, even though, like, I'm not a giant hockey guy. Like, anyone who listens knows that. I recognize, I'll recognize his voice right off the bat. That's how, like, iconic he is in yeah, the yeah. sport. Um, speaking of the best thing about the playoffs, last year, the best thing about the playoffs to a lot of people was were the Nashville Predators and their kind of improbable run to the finals. Um so who's a team this year that you guys think could make noise, but they're still kind of like a year away from being there? Because now Nashville's a favorite. Now they they have what it takes to win, and everyone's kind of expecting it. So you could, could kind of say that they're the they're the hunted. They're they're no longer the hunter. Bang right right. So who has the chops right now to be the hunter? That'll be the hunted next season. It sucks that I'm going to say this team, but the, I think the Devils right. The mm. Devils are in the playoffs right now. Taylor Hall. Kind of on his home now, campaign. right? Uh, but not even Taylor Hall, though he won bananas, twenty-seven point 
uh, game streak that he had this year. But the fact that last year they had 70 points and this year they get 97, you're looking at a 27-point increase. Uh, if you could build off that next year, you might be a serious contender. Um, Brian Boyle, feel-good story of the year, you would say, coming back from cancer. Yeah, for sure. That was uh, pretty remarkable. And uh, hats off to, this might be the only podcast I'll get a mentioning, Drew Stafford. Still, wow. you know why? Yes. Played beer pong with him out, out in Buffalo. Hey, okay. Yeah, one Buffalo of my... legends. Yeah, Buffalo He legend. was there for a while. Yeah, he was. Then one he of, was in Winnipeg, I think. One of my Tyler bu- Myers trade. One of my buddies from Rochester um, knew Pat Coletta, former... Um, I remember him. I hated B- Buffalo that guy. player. And he would always come to like house parties that the kid's sister would have. And then one day, Drew Stafford. And they had the NHL like passes, too. I was sorry. And I played beer pong with him one time. Nice. Did you win? Uh, we did win, yeah. Not to his. Wait, uh, you played with like he was on your squad, or he, you played against him. I played against him. I, I played against him, and then I played with him one game. It was just because my partner had to go like piss or some shit, and then uh, I just needed a partner. So you won with him, yeah. Was well, he good? Uh, no, I kind of carried the team. I know. I know. You, <laughs> I, know I knew that was gonna come. I, I knew Nick was gonna say that too. Like Nick would not have given him any credit at all. I would have. I would have. I'm the most honest. No, you are. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am. That's fact. That is the biggest lie. You're just hating. Of You're just your hating. honesty. You're just a hater. The irony. The irony. Yo, for real. <laughs> I am the most honest. The fact you have to say that no, like tells me you lie, bro. I'm the most unbiased Lie-chain person. Steel. when it comes to lab. Lab. I always show love to people. You always talk about Eddie Guerrero. Like, you're not playing anyone, bro. Martino (laughs) Heat. Viva la raza. (laughs) Yo, greatest part of Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with the Avs. With a chance. You know, it's their first time they've been in the playoffs in a a few years. Uh, Led by McKinnon, who I think has officially arrived. Like Nick said, Taylor Hall found his home. I think McKinnon has found his stride in the league as a number one overall pick. They have a... He's only 22, by the way, which is bananas. And Gabriel Landeskog, who I feel like has been around forever, is only 25. He's their captain. Um, they have a lot of offensive firepower and it's balanced. So like Tyson Berry, um, you know, Eric Johnson contributing from the back end, Tyson Yost as well. Um, I like what they have over there. Um, they're still a year away, though, or so. They're young. I, th- I like that they're going to get their, I say maybe f- five, six games. You know, in the first round, get that playoff experience. I'm not counting them out by any means, but um, they're exciting. They're fast. They're upbeat. They're very, you know, offensive. Get it and go. I know McKinnon's one of the fastest skaters in the league, so he's always a joy to watch. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching them play. I kind of want to see what they do if they do pull the upset. We'll see what Varlamov can do in the playoffs. He's been, you know, seems like around forever when he was with those cap- Caps. He stepped in with the Capitals years ago um, in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think they're a year away, but – They'll be fun to watch, you know, just this year for me anyway, um, going to the playoffs. So we're about to get into the final and the Stanley Cup and Conn Smythe winners. But before we get into that, our last category is, is there any team that we haven't talked about already that deserves to be mentioned, can make a run, not necessarily to the finals because we're about to give our finals pick, but do you think could really make some noise in this playoffs that we haven't mentioned yet today? I think the Bruins. Mm. Right, this has been a pretty grizzled veteran squad. Uh, Bergeron, Pastranek, and Marshan. Pasternik. Pasternik. Pasta. And uh, Mar- Marchand. Um, I butchered that too. Nah, Brad Marchand, yeah. Brad right. Marchand. These Canadian Marchand names Marchand. Are, it's kind of hard to, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yo, they, I feel like they've been around for 20 years, especially with Boston. 
And uh, I love uh, Tory Krug is one of my favorite defensemen because when I first saw him, he came up against the Rangers in the playoffs. Yeah, it's like this, he had a monster like, playoffs. It looked like he was. He has to be short, right? He has yeah, he to be is. like. He he's is. like a five eight defenseman. He's tiny. Well, all right, that might be a little harsh. Nah, but he's like five ten. Well, here's the thing, right? Well, I'm five <laughs> ten too, but I'm thinking about him with like Chara next to him. Oh, so yeah, when yeah, he yeah. would line up with Chara, who's like the big show, and then you know Paul uh, Krug is like uh, Ray Mysterio. So when you put them two next to each other, but um. I just think that this is a team, man, that, you know, they rank among the top 30 blue liners that have played at least a thousand minutes at even strength. And uh, this is a team that I, I just think that you got to take them serious and you got to show the Bruins love. They also got um, from the Rangers at the deadline. Who was it? Nash. Nash they got Nash, Nash, too. So Nash. Goal scoring punch. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of pressure on him in New York now going over to Boston. I know it is a big hockey town also. Yeah, and their original six too. So yeah, it's like but maybe maybe getting under the getting away from those lights of, of New York could be or just a fresh star like yeah, exactly. on a new sweater. There you go. That and definitely helps like, you know, sometimes sometimes you need to change the scenery. And not having to be the guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, the guy just in fall New York. in line, yeah. Right. Um I'm gonna go with the Maple Leafs, like we still talked, briefly mentioned earlier, it's their second go round. With this thing, Austin Matthews, second year at it. Mitch Marner, second year at it. Um, also, William Nylander, like the top three. They're all 21 or younger. I know uh, Marner and Matthews are only 20 years old. So it'll be exciting to see what they can do this year under the guidance of Babcock. I also, I also think Morgan Riley is like the best, one of the best up-and-coming young D-men in the league at 23. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to them. They added Patrick Marlowe in the offseason for that grizzled vet leadership. He's been around the block playoff hockey. He knows what it's all about, what it takes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see the what the Maple Leafs can do in a, in a possible deep run. I think they got uh they got Boston to open up with, so our teams are here going head to head. So one of them has a chance to make noise against possibly the Lightning or maybe the Devils. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be a great series. I know that Boston, Toronto, they hate each other. Both original six teams. So you know, anytime they link up, it's always a ball. I remember a couple years ago, I think Toronto blew. It was Game Seven. They blew like a crazy lead. In that game that Boston came back and won, it was that was years, years ago. That wasn't that long ago though. It was probably like four or five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. Boston. Something about Boston, Toronto. It's, you just get, you know, if you're a true hockey fan, that those original six vibes. There's like, there's nothing really that people comes people close love to original that. six matchups. I yeah. remember when I would look to buy tickets to the Rangers. Anytime like the Blackhawks would come in, yeah, original oh, the, six the prices like, tickets. Yeah, would just go crazy through the roof. So yeah, that should be that should be definitely one of the matchups to watch outside of the two we mentioned earlier too. So now you've heard it, and without further ado, the time has come, mm-hmm. fellas. Who is going to win? First of all, who's going to play for it, and then who's <laughs> going to win the Stanley Cup final? I'm going Tampa Bay from the East. I'm going Nashville from the West, and I think Nashville. You know, shakes off that those demons from last year, and they they bring it home. Music City coming all the way. Music City Miracle. I'm, I'm with it. If they make another run, I'm. <laughs> it would be a miracle. So scratch that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be into that. I got into Nashville last year. I'm not gonna lie. I, if they make another run, I could see it. I can see myself liking it. And they got one of the better logos in sports. They do. Just putting that out there. Have That's I told right. the Nashville Predator story from Connecticut? Which seen it? Yeah, not nah, maybe not on here, but I've heard that story. You know, you know, you know, you know the game. You know the game. Seen it? I'm the master of seen it. Yeah, I remember we've had this uh, yeah, conversation. You've seen it? That game. 
I've seen so, it many times. So for, <laughs> for those of you guys that have, uh, aren't familiar with the game, seen it. It was an ESPN board game, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, well, there's a ton of games. Yeah. 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 The so sports version. So one of the ways you would win, well, for us was they had this thing where it was like they put up three logos and you had to guess the three logos and that was like the 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 ending to you know you have to get to a certain point on the map on the board game and then from there so the first logo comes up and Frankie now Frankie knows his sports he doesn't know shit about hockey but what was funny was the first logo comes up and it's the Spurs and he's like oh San Antonio the next one comes up and it was like the Twins the third one comes up it's the Predators <laughs> and all of us are in the room mind you we're at Espo's house Espo is his entire family's hockey his kid played at NYU. Um, the predator thing comes up and we're all like, oh man, that shit's a layup. And he froze. He's like, yo, I don't know what that is. We're like, oh my God, let's go. So ever since then, I just tell Frankie that that's, uh, that's his favorite team, the Nashville Predators. The Sabretooths. The Sabretooths. Did he guess? <laughs> no, he got it wrong. I'm saying, did he guess? Do you remember his guess? Uh, I don't remember his guess, Damn, but I know he got it wrong. There. He yeah, definitely yeah, said yeah. some like, stupid shit. He did say something stupid. Because <laughs> we all laughed and we all thought he would get it. But yeah, I got the Predators over the uh, Lightning. I'm going to go in... I'm going to go in five. Ooh, I know a lot of people wow. always pick six and seven to be safe. No, nah, I'm going to go five. I, I think that that crowd is going to be fired up, ready to go. And uh, it's going to be a Cowboy Rager over there. That's Cowboy Rager to the max. Yeah, it really is. Like, that's probably, aside from Vegas, since you coined Vegas, the hometown of the Cowboy Rager, like Nashville has to be right behind it. Yeah. It's a music city, bro. Like, yeah. you can't. I feel like there's more actual Cowboy Ragers going on in Nashville. I, I could imagine a Cowboy right. Rager for real, like a real one going on absolutely right now as we speak. Like at every bar down this sh- yeah. like, street. Yeah, all of them. 100%. <laughs> With Cowboy hats and spurs and all that. A ton of spurs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boss, who's your pick? I'm going lightning over the Ducks. I got uh, Getzlav and Perry. In the finals, led by uh, I like John Gibson too, American goalie. Um, you know he's played, took over the number one role this year, well, the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I think they fall short to the Lightning. I think Stamkos and Co get it done this year. And your Conn Smythe winner in seven, by the way. In seven, seven. You gotta okay. go seven. Gotta go seven. Gotta go seven. Gotta root for at least seven. Gotta go seven. I'm always pulling for seven. Two best words in sports. If game, my team, if my fa- if my favorite team isn't in it, like if my favorite team's in it, I want it over in four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if, I, if not, if it's not my favorite team, seven. And co- who's your conference? Stam- Stamkos is going to carry them. Nick, I'll go with PK, defenseman winning Ooh, it. Ooh, okay. It'd be a little. Uh, I wouldn't say rare. It has happened before, but you know you need to be lights out. Now, don't forget that's also a entire playoff. Yeah, award. Award. But it's mostly given to the couple. Yeah, yeah. If you if you go off in the playoffs, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with PK. Why not? If he if he like you said though, he leads that charge on the power play. If yeah. he could lead a couple of those charges, why not? You know, he's also yeah. like an emotional vocal leader too. He's more than just like his game. I mean obviously his his game is top notch, but his leadership is also up there. So that is it Hold for on, who you oh, got, Tim. Who do I got? We you know need, what? The world needs to know. I'm gonna go to Nashville too. Over? I don't know. At uh, let's say the lightning. All right, fuck it. Nashville over the lightning. I don't listen to me at all. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to these guys, you can find them on social media. Nick, where can they find you? Uh, LamVM10 on all social media outlets. Uh, if you're into gaming, Twitch.tv/NickDays. Enough. Out here, Fortniteing, <laughs> getting these streams up. It's always a good time. 
at ndevito27 on Twitter and the gram. And don't forget to follow the entire studio at Sanagato Studio. Don't forget to follow Joe Sanagato as if he doesn't have enough followers all fucking ready. Uh, at Joe Sanagato. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow Impy at IMPY718. You already know. And don't forget to follow me at Trap on all social media outlets. And with that, we will see you next time for the NBA playoff preview. So make sure you, make sure you tune into that. And see ya. Let's do it again. <laughs>